Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And welcome back to the show, everybody. And uh, right on cue, Coach Yell is with us. Hurricanes, an exciting win on Sunday night on the campus of uh, the University of Central Florida, 66-64, with a bizarre ending. Coach Yell, good evening. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm, I'm good. I, I loved your uh, call playing on uh, Wooga's dunk and, and uh, Nigel's bucket. So uh, we're off to a good start tonight. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed the game. Uh, your team made the trip up there like a business trip. You went up there, and uh, they had a good environment. I was a little, I was wondering what kind of environment they would have on Sunday at 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving weekend, but I thought they did a good job, and uh, at the end of the half, your team took control. Why were you able to gain control at the end of the half? Well, you know, first, first of all, I think Johnny Dawkins has done a great job. He and his staff, Kevin Norris, who played here as his uh, – assistant coach they've recruited very very well they got a very talented squad and quite frankly joe the university of central florida is gigantic <laughs> they got like eighty thousand students <laughs> so the the students that came back to campus after the thanksgiving weekend showed up at at the arena they created a great environment it was outstanding atmosphere uh, they got a lot of support right now uh, you know they're moving to the big 12 they're in the American yeah. Conference, but next year at this time, I believe they'll be in the Big 12. So their basketball program is definitely on the rise. And our game with them was, was very typically of two high major programs battling it out. I, I think what was interesting, at the end of the half, with five minutes to go, we had four players with two fouls each, three of them sitting on the bench, and Bensley Joseph uh, staying on the court with two. And uh, our freshman, Fava Ira and A.J. Casey did a magnificent job at the defensive end of the floor, and we were able to go on an 8-0 run, uh, sparked at the end by an Isaiah Wong three-point shot from midcourt, which, which gave us that six-point lead. And we were never uh, – we never relinquished it. Uh, Central Florida was never able – uh, to get ahead again. So, outstanding road victory, our first true road win of the season. Now, uh, the game did have a bizarre ending in that they took a free throw, uh, missed it on purpose, and then um, the ball looked like he had volleyballed around, but the clock didn't move. So, we had a, a long discussion with the referees, but they had the courage to make the right call. Well, we were up two, and... Uh, uh, C.J. Walker was given two free throws, but he missed the first, setting up that dramatic ending. He missed the second really hard. He kind of threw it off of the rim. It bounced up, and Jordan Miller got his hand on it, but he couldn't collect it. The ball got tapped up in the air and headed towards the out-of-bounds. 
for whatever reason, the guy who runs the clock did not start the clock. And even though there was just 1.4 seconds on it when the free throw was missed, it still had 1.4 seconds after it had been tipped and ended up out of bounds. So the officiating crew went to the video. You know how those refs love to go to the video. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, they brought a stopwatch and timed how long it took uh, after the free throw was missed from the time Jordan Miller touched it till it ended up out of bounds. And as it turns out, it was more than the 1.4 seconds. So the referees told Johnny Dawkins, their head coach, and I, look at, you know, this game is really over. I immediately shook Johnny's hands, and, and <laughs> we got out of there. <laughs> yeah, before they could change their mind. Uh, speaking of Jordan Miller, he had 11 points. Uh, he had that big basket out of the timeout. But just as important, they have a really nice freshman player, Taylor Hendricks, who's from down here in Fort Lauderdale, averaging 15 points a game. And I thought I was watching Jordan Miller and Jabari Smith again. Jordan Miller, I thought, exactly. did a great job defensively on him. Yeah, we really rely on Jordan Miller to guard all kinds of players. And uh, he, he guarded Taylor Hendricks, who is 6'9 or 10. Uh, people are talking about him being a, a, a one-and-done. Um, he was their leading scorer coming into the game. Um, but Jordan Miller is very, very clever. He has a very high basketball IQ, and after the scouting report, I'm sure he figures out, okay, this is how I'm going to guard this guy. And he, I thought he blocked one of his shots. They called a foul yeah. on him. I thought he blocked another shot. They called a foul on him again. But he kept the ball out of his hands. Uh, Taylor had a hard time getting it. Once he did get it, he tried to take away his drive, which he did, and uh, – he blocked him out so he couldn't get any offensive rebounds. So uh, even though Taylor Hendricks is a possible one and done, Jordan Miller showed his experience and his um, ingenuity. He's just a really smart basketball player. And uh, that was a big difference in the game. Our defense was terrific. Yeah, also I should mention, you know, they were holding their opponents to 60 points or less, five in a row, and you got over 60. And uh, so – I also thought it was like a relay team. You mentioned Bensley earlier. I thought he kind of got things started for you, maybe ignited. Wuga passed the baton to Wuga. Wuga had a flurry of scores. Then uh, Isaiah hit the big shot. Then Nigel took over in the second half and kind of in between anchoring it the whole time was was Norchad. Well, you're mentioning, you know, what the really good things are for us in, in that list of players who have all contributed We've already talked about Jordan Miller's contribution. You know, Nigel uh, Nigel Pack, his ability to make those shots, Norshad O'Meara's ability to control the backboard. He had a huge offensive rebound off of a missed free throw. And uh, no, no, it was an Isaiah Wong jump shot. Mm -hmm. uh, it was four Central Florida players versus Norshad, and he came up with it. And uh, he corralled it, and that got the clock all the way down to, like, uh, I think, eight seconds. or No, 14 seconds. And uh, then they had a foul. So uh, we were very, very fortunate. Uh, it was a great team effort. I think Central Florida is an NCAA tournament-type team. They're in a league, though, right now, 
with the, the University of Houston, who uh, I think yesterday moved into the number one spot. They're right. number one in the country in the polls now. Yeah. Uh, that that was uh, interesting. That's that Houston that caught me by surprise that they jumped in into the number one spot. Norshad, by the way, has made eight of his last sixteen field goals, and Nigel has made fifteen of his last twenty-two in the last two games. Yeah, those two guys are very efficient, and uh, I want to go back to talking about the polls a little bit because okay. uh, in a, as soon as I get off the phone here, Joe, I'm going to be watching uh, the. ACC Big Ten Challenge. Right. Because come Selection Sunday, these games in November are still very, very important. In decades past, you an ACC school didn't have to worry about the non-conference. You could play as many weak opponents as you wanted because your league was so good that if you had a good season in the ACC, you were going to get invited. That's no longer true. Last season... Notre Dame finished tied for second in the ACC, and they were the last team to get into the big dance. And, you know, we don't want that to happen again. We need the ACC to win a bunch of these uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge games. Last night we went 2-0. and Virginia Tech beat Minnesota. And then Pitt had a huge win at Northwestern, beat them by 29. So, we're off to a good start, but tonight's games are going to be usually important. Virginia plays at Michigan, Michigan yeah. and Virginia's in the top five right now. We need them to win. And then Carolina is at Indiana. Duke hosts Ohio State. Uh, and the most important game in the, in the uh, challenge is Miami versus Rutgers tomorrow night, 7-15, against a, a very dynamic uh, uh Rutgers team, that's deep, their defense is ranked in the top 11 teams in the country. Yeah, I want to uh, dive into Rutgers a little bit because they, they've made the NCAA tournaments uh, back-to-back years. Their coach has done a good job. we got a couple of, you know, they always talk about Rutgers recruiting in New Jersey, and they've got a couple of guys. The uh, McKay kid is uh, yeah. from New Jersey. Very interesting. A- average, they uh, 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 triple-double in high school. Uh, the first New Jersey high school player in 25 years to average a triple-double. And I don't know if he's banged up or not, but at any rate, uh, he's put together a nice team and back-to-back years in the tournament. Well, their head coach, Steve Peichel, has done a great job. And, Joe, you were there. They came to the Watsco Center, I forget how many years ago, five or six yeah. years ago? No, yeah, probably no, about five years ago, and beat us by uh, three points. So – Tomorrow, hopefully we can get some revenge, get back uh, even against them. But they've got a player that when our coaches watch the, his highlights, one of my coaches said, oh, my goodness, he's like Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> and Wilt Chamberlain, they used to call him the Big Dipper because yeah. he dunked everything around the basket. And that's this guy, Cliff Omori, is 6'11", 250 pounds, like his his wingspan is like seven four, he palms the ball and dunks everything near the basket. So you know we're very undersized, and we're going to have a, a major challenge tomorrow night. Plus, uh, you know the guy you mentioned, you know Spencer is a heck of a player. Uh, uh, Mulcahy is 
I think he'll probably start tomorrow. They've been starting a freshman, but I think Mulcahy's back from an injury. Uh, and then Spencer is their leading scorer. He and Amari, they're, they're one-two punch. Mr. Inside, Amari, and Mr. Outside, Spencer. If you, you add Mulcahy to that group, they've got a, a great lethal weapon three. Now, Omori, uh, going into the NCAA tournament a year ago, he led the nation in dunks. So, like you mentioned, he, he dunks everything. He led he led the country in dunks last year. Yeah, he he's probably dunked the ball fifteen or twenty times already in five games. <laughs> he's he's just ridiculous because of his arms. They're so long. His hands are so big. Anything close to the basket, he can just reach up and and dunk the ball. But we, you know, we've got uh, Norshad O'Meara, and I was very pleased with our two freshmen. One of the highlights for me was after our last game, looking at the plus-minus, meaning plus is how good did the team do when you were in, or minus how much did you get outscored when you were on the court. And uh, favor was the highest plus-minus with eight, and A.J. Casey was second with six. So that was a very close game, and a lot of guys on our team were just plus two because that's how many we won by. A.J. Casey looks like he uh, has the potential to be a very nice player. Uh, when you originally scouted him and uh, tracked him down, offered him a scholarship, what were some of the things that you liked about A.J. Casey? Well, A.J. is about six eight or 9, weighs about 210 pounds. Uh, he can shoot the three. And we're working with A.J. on a post game so he can use his size and athletic ability uh, to score over the defense in the post. And uh, as, as his three-point shot improves, his ball handling and decision-making improve, uh, he can be an outstanding three, four man. Right now we have him playing like backup five, but uh, he's going to be able to play multiple positions and guard multiple players uh, with his athletic ability. And Bill Courtney, who came from came here from DePaul, his, his son D, uh, um, DJ was a high school basketball player in Chicago. And uh, Bill has known AJ and recognized his talents. Uh, and AJ uh, decided he wanted to go south. He liked the warm weather. He came on the official visit with his family and it was one of those very busy weekends uh, that the place was packed and rocking, and, and uh, he fell in love with the place and decided to come to Miami. Uh, it's a great story. I, I, um, I often uh, think when I watch you uh, analyze the game as the game is going on, I think that you probably are watching <laughs> a different game than the rest of us. I just think you see the game differently as you watch the UCF game unfold, maybe I asked you this before, but um, because you absorb all the information, how long does it take you maybe to unlock the game plan of the other team when you see what they're doing and maybe uh, figure out if it's different from what you anticipated? Well, for the most part, especially uh, early in the season, you don't know the opponent quite as well as you know your conference teams. But we, my staff does a great job of breaking everything down. And then DJ Irving is our scout team coordinator. He simulates what the opponent is going to do. And we have a scout team of, of mostly young guys that, that have to uh, uh, 
execute the opponent's offense and defense, and DJ has them doing a great job. Um, during the game, uh, be, because we're so familiar with what they've done even before the game to develop our uh, game plan, it's just a matter of seeing what the other coach is emphasizing. Are they going inside? Are they shooting a lot of threes? Uh, are they changing their defense or just sticking with their man-to-man? If they zone, what kind of zone is it? And we're going to see that tomorrow night against Rutgers at the Watsco Center, 715. I hope we have a great crowd on hand. I hope our students who have been great coming to games, I hope they turn out in large numbers because these guys, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, they, they change defenses constantly. And it's very difficult from the coach's standpoint to get uh, the direction to our players. It's really up to our point guard, either Nigel Pack or Bensley Joseph, to organize our team, get everybody on the same page so we can execute the offense versus a particular defense. Because we don't run the same thing versus man as we do against the zone. Do you ever look at it and say to yourself, ah, this is exactly what we expected, or, oh, look at this. These guys are throwing a real twist in there. Well, uh, very often uh, we can anticipate what they're going to do, and our players are well prepared. There are some coaches, though, that like to put a twist into things, and they, they adjust their game plan based on the opponent. And I'll give you uh, two examples. Tony Bennett's Virginia team, they rarely have, have any surprises for you. They're just so good at playing their man-to-man pack defense and running their motion offense. On the other hand, when we play Clemson, Brad Burnell, who I've coached against for 20 years, both at in the ACC and in the Colonial Athletic Association, he always likes to throw in a wrinkle. He always likes some some trick or some some strategy that he doesn't think the opponent will be ready for. And so uh, you've got to be ready for both, Joe, for the, the guy you know is not changing and for also the guy who you know is likely to have several different changes. Um, last year uh, you went to FAU, and that was a uh, uh, very important game for you because of, of the home court and getting your team uh ready for ACC by taking him on the road. Do you think you got the uh, similar experience the other night against UCF? Because I thought, I thought your guys played with a lot of composure. I thought, I thought they really enjoyed playing there. I think they did too, Joe. And, and you, I agree. We, you know, last year, do you remember how many we won by at FAU? I think it was one or two. Is that the buzzer? Two. Yeah, two. two. Isaiah Wong made a, made a driving layup with, uh, basically like two seconds left that we won by two points last night. We won by two. They missed a couple of free throws that would have tied it. So uh, these road games early in the season really do prepare us for the tough ACC contests. And for our fans who follow us closely last season, we had 17 games that were decided in the last minute, normally on the last possession. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no wonder my blood pressure went up last year. Get your 17. blood pressure. 
<laughs> You're doing the announcement. I got to try to figure out how to win those games. <laughs> I got to go see a cardiologist after uh, this year uh, because of it. Um, uh, Nigel, uh, along those lines, Nigel played in the Big 12 last year, so he played at Fog, Allen, Fieldhouse. He scored 35 points in, in one of his games against Kansas, but he's played in some uh, pretty loud venues. Uh, are you optimistic that that obviously transfers over when we go on the road in, inside the ACC? Well, what really transfers over is skills. Mm-hmm. Nigel has a lot of basketball skills. He can dribble, he can pass, and he can really, really shoot. And between making good dribble moves and good decisions, he's doing a terrific job, and he's going to be able to do that. Now, I'll say this. You never know how the opponent will treat him. Uh, I remember when we had Shane Larkin, there were some teams that just double-teamed him and made it difficult for him to score a lot. Uh, Some teams put a very big guy, a 6'7 guy, and I think that's what uh, Rutgers will do tomorrow. They'll put a big guy on Nigel and try to make it difficult for him to make those jump shots. But Nigel has a very, very good uh, basketball IQ. He, he really understands offense very well. He's very patient, which is really important. And uh, he's had games where, you know, first half he might have two or four points, and the second half he explodes. Because he's also like a professional prize fighter. He's feeling out the opponent, trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to score on these guys? Other nights, he just comes out on the attack and goes right to work early. So a lot depends, a lot depends on how the opponent uh, defends him. But I think he's ready for whoever we play. You know, it's interesting you say that because I, as I watch him, one, I see the see the wheels turning in his head, and two, uh, just my observation. But my observation would be, and I'm just the announcer, that he enjoys competition. Oh yeah, there's no question about it. He and Norshad Amir are great competitors. They love the challenge. That's why when the game was on the line, we're very fortunate. We really have four guys: Jordan Miller, Isaiah Wong, Norshad Amir. And, and Nigel Pack, who have all been in those situations where, where uh, they're the focal point of the offense and have to deliver the big baskets or the big plays or the big rebounds. And uh, Norshad was the player of the year in the Sun Belt Conference last year. Uh, he led his team in scoring and rebounding. He's the third leading rebounder returning in the country this year. Uh, so he's been there. He's done that. Jordan Miller was an all-conference player in the uh, Atlantic 10 playing at George Mason, and he's had to make a ton of big plays uh, both at at George Mason and at Miami last year. If you remember his game-winning layup against Boston College in the ACC quarterfinals. And then Isaiah Wong, I can't tell you the number of times we counted on him uh, to make a big shot for us at Virginia Tech, it, we we didn't really run any offense. We just say, "Hey Zay, just score." <laughs> <laughs> well, and Isaiah you... would just take the ball and beat his man one on one, or hit a jump shot or a three. And then, as you said, Nigel did it uh, last year for Kansas State, and I'm sure he's ready to do it for us this year. 
you, you have four players averaging 13 points. Uh, four of your starters are averaging uh, 13 points. So uh, I would suspect that makes it a little difficult to defend you. And then you got to add Wooga Poplar to that yeah. mix. He's also a starter. He had 12 the other night, uh, and he's he's really improving. Joe, you, I heard the, the play-by-play uh, on his dunk, uh, but the one he had in the first first half where he, uh, um, Bensley Joseph hit him with like a scoop pass, yes. and he took yeah. one dribble and went to the rim, and he threw it down, oh, my goodness, <laughs> like a Michael Jordan-type dunk. <laughs> and then ran down the floor with that big smile of his. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What a but personality. He's been, he, he's been a nice project of yours, right? I mean, and you appreciate um, the way that he responds to your coaching and the way he reaches out and some of the advice that he's asking for. He's very engaged. I find him to be very engaged with whatever you tell him. I agree. And uh, his ceiling is so high. Uh, what I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to observe uh, during the course of this season is the number of pull-up jump shots that he shoots and makes. Because he's great at shooting the three and he's great at going to the basket. But I've really encouraged him uh, to pull up and shoot a 15-footer because uh, teams are going to scout him. They're going to know he likes to drive all the way to the rim and they're going to take charges on him. But he also has an outstanding uh, mid-range game you know, 15 feet, and he can pull up and hit a jump shot and not take that extra dribble and end up charging. So he's working on that part of his game. He did it today in practice. Uh, He had a couple against Central Florida, and uh, hopefully he'll keep improving in that area. He he hit a couple of three from the outer, outer regions the other night, and the net didn't even move. Yeah, he has NBA range. Uh, I think most kids today fall in love with the three-point shot, and that's the shot they practice the most. And it doesn't matter whether you're 5'8 or 7'2, you're always in the gym shooting threes. Big guys like to shoot them as much as the guards. And Wooga developed a very nice three-point shot in high school, and he was very successful taking the ball to the basket. But for him to be the caliber of player that we would like him to be, an all-conference kind of guy, uh, a guy that's really hard to guard, he has to learn to select good mid-range jump shots. Because that's a part of his game that he's kind of ignored uh, to a great degree, and I'm not letting him ignore it. I'm really encouraging that shot for him. And and I should mention, I don't want to look ahead too much, but I do want to mention that conference play does get underway this weekend. Uh, the University of Miami is going to be on the road Saturday and play Sunday at 1 o'clock at the Yum Center against Louisville, who's playing right now against Maryland. But conference play gets underway. This is a big week, ACC, Big Ten Challenge, and then Louisville on Sunday. really is. And uh, we have four ACC games in in December. So last year we got off to a great start. We were four and zero in league play, and ended up five and zero when we went on the road and beat Duke. This year we've got two of those four games are on the road and two are at home. So 
So we got our challenges in front of us this month. Uh, you know, December is, is now upon us, and uh, we got the, the Christmas holiday season and uh, a lot of really good games on hand. Yep. Okay, tomorrow's Rutgers, so that's the uh, the next big one, an important one. You won the ACC Big Ten Challenge last year on the road against Penn State, so that was a good win on the road and now at home against Rutgers, a uh, tournament team, back-to-back years. So this will be a big event uh, for us at the Wasco Center tomorrow, 7-15 will be the tip-off. Our broadcast, by the way, starts at 6-45, but 7-15 tomorrow, and I know you want to see a nice crowd out there. I sure do. And last year, that road win over Penn State uh, really catapulted us in the right direction. We were coming off a 32-point loss to Alabama, and then we went on a 10-game winning streak. So that's what we we hope uh, we'll have great success tomorrow, and that'll propel us moving forward with the conference play with four ACC games coming up. By the way, on, on your ride home Sunday night, did you avoid the traffic snafu on 95, or did you did you get off in time, or did you have to take a little detour? No, I, Joe, I, I was you know watching for traffic. My wife Liz does all the driving. I don't drive, <laughs> and w- she asked me, "You think Joe was staying on 95?" And because uh, we got off and got on the the turnpike when we found out that 95 was had construction and. They had all the lanes blocked but one. Did you run into the traffic, or were you lucky enough to to get off? No, I, I bailed out on the, under the sawgrass, but I was going to call you because you were a little bit ahead of me. I was going to call you to make sure that you, you took off on the turnpike so you wouldn't get stuck in that in that mess on 95. Yeah, our SID, so. uh, Alex, Alex Schwartz, he didn't uh, get off, and, and he said he sat in traffic for an hour. Oh, yeah, no, I bailed out. After a four-hour drive, you another hour sitting in traffic in Miami. <laughs> I didn't want That's that. That's no fun. <laughs> All right, I'll see you in your office tomorrow, Coach. Thank you. All right, Joe. All right, that's uh, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. We were uh, commiserating on our way home down the turnpike on Sunday night. And then there was a big traffic snafu right around uh, Sunrise Boulevard on I-95. So at any rate, uh, just a little bit uh, behind the scenes activity. Let me talk to you, uh, speaking about driving and, and, and being in cars, and, 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 and uh, Coach L, he was uh, driving an automobile from Williamson Cadillac, and, and so was I. And uh, so you can always visit Williamson Automotive because Ed Williamson and Carol Williamson, his lovely wife, they do a great job. And they are big supporters of the University of Miami. And uh, I want to talk to you about uh, their other, right there at the uh, Cadillac dealership, you have the uh, Buick GMC. And you can get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new GMC from Williamson Buick GMC. And new GMCs are arriving every day at Williamson. It's the holidays. They want to make sure that you're looking great during the holidays, that you got what you want. And uh, may I suggest the GMC Yukon. Plenty of room for the entire family. A new Yukon with a little bow on it for the Christmas season would be perfect. It allows you to ride in style and comfort while making a bold statement wherever you go. Or maybe you want to cover work and play with the new GMC Canyon or the Sierra. Either one of those would look great in the driveway on Christmas Day. These trucks feature bold styling, the latest technology, all 
with the toughness to get the job done. And to get your new GMC, you can visit Williamson's beautiful facility, easy to find, at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto, or online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience car buying like never before. From your premier GMC dealership, Williamson Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.